The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Heading up to San Francisco For the Labor Day weekend show I got my hush puppies on I guess I never was meant for glitter rock and roll And honey, I didn't know That I'd be missing you so And a very good Tuesday morning to you, September 5th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope everyone had a very wonderful Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. And uh, boy, playing that song, you know, we played that on Friday heading into the Labor Day weekend, and little did we know that only a few hours later, mm-hmm. Jimmy Buffett was going to pass away. Wow. And, uh, just uh, really heartbreaking news. Uh, uh, just a wonderful musician. Was reading tributes about Jimmy Buffett over the weekend, and I mean, he was so well-liked. That's what... D- yeah. Nobody ever had a beef with him. Nobody no. had issues. Nobody had anything but just wonderful things to say. He sounded like he was one of those guys that if he happened to be at uh, your backyard barbecue, he yeah. would pick up his guitar and start and singing and start playing. And that's the type of guy he was. How many artists, uh, wonderful musicians, when he was in the crowd, bring Jimmy Buffett up and oh, come on stage with us and sing? sing. And just just a wonderful personality, wonderful artist and singer. So uh, he, he will greatly be missed. There's no question about that. But again, it was uh, heartfelt to read all the tributes about Jimmy Buffett. But uh, we will we will miss him. But Thankfully, again, his music will live forever. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one thing we can uh, be assured of. So anyway, uh, rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. Rest so. in peace and prayers for the repose of his soul and the mm. family that he leaves yep. behind that grief for him. Absolutely. So did you have a nice uh, Labor Day weekend? I really enjoyed I did something every single day. Yeah. Every day of the three-day holiday. It Good. was It was really kind of fun, starting with, and, and just wonderful prayers and congratulations. Of course, Aaron, our engineer, production engineer, is out on paternity leave. I yes. was able to attend his daughter's baptism on Saturday. I had to put in St. Stephen's Catholic Church yeah. into my GPS. I had no idea where it was. And here it is, tucked in this little neighborhood. Mm-hmm. What an incredibly beautiful church. Yeah, Father Eric Anderson. Father Eric there. Anderson saw me when I pulled in. He's And I said, wow, Father, this is incredible. He's like, huh, let me give you the tour. Yeah. And he took me out back into their courtyard area, brought us in through the front, showed us all the updates they were able to make. Oh, the two things that really struck out too to me. The carved stations of the cross. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Are, they're sculptures. These aren't like pictures on the yeah. walls. These are sculptures on the sides of the church. 
and the incredible stained glass window. I'm not sure if that's just something about my childhood that strikes me, but I love stained glass. Right. And, and they've got beautiful stained glass windows there. So yeah. it was a beautiful baptism and it was in the, uh, I guess I'd say uh, in in Latin, parts of it were in Latin. So some of the rite was a little different mm-hmm. than what I would see, you know, like on a Sunday, but I loved it. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I just loved it. Isn't it always fun, fascinating to attend a new church when you haven't been there before? Yes. I always love that. Look, there are so many churches in Portland. Yeah. You could just like, you know, attend your regular church and support them, but just pick another church, yeah. just a little pilgrimage to a church that might even be just, you know, three, four miles farther down mm-hmm. the road. What a wealth of yeah. Catholic beauty we have in our in Portland. That's why I always enjoyed coaching CYO because you always you got an opportunity to travel to different mm-hmm. parishes around the city, and so thusly you got to see the different churches and uh, experience uh, their parish. And so I always appreciated that. But yeah, I've never been to St. Stephen's. Now that you mentioned that, I'd love to go see it. Yeah, yes. it sounds beautiful. Really, real. And again, you just kind of fall upon it. You're driving through these narrow streets yeah. in, in Portland, and then right there, there this whole block yeah. and, and the building is looks beautiful. And then the courtyard, and they yeah. still have a school building. I mean, it has history. That's if, right. They say if these walls could speak, the, right. the life of Portland, oh, the walls of that church must true? have seen. St. Rose Limas kind of reminds me that way, too, yes. in a neighborhood. You're driving around, and it's exactly. like, oh, look at there, St. Rose right Lima. Beautiful church right there in the neighborhood. So wonderful. Well, I'm glad you had a great weekend, and so uh, I guess we'll get moving on. It's already Tuesday. It's already Tuesday, yeah. and a big feast day today. Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa. Yeah of Calcutta. It is her feast day today. So we'll be talking about her throughout the show. All right. Stay with us. Let's get getting started now with Wall and Always and Everywhere. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Treasure of mercy pours 
Wall, always and everywhere. It is 711 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Tuesday. I almost said Monday, but it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday it, it, today. It, it is Tuesday. So you know him as one of the hosts of Sunday Commentary. He joins Dina Marie. I'm talking about Kevin Doran. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. Send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent, local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at AllSourceCommunications.com. That's AllSourceCommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's leadership circle. 
Mater Dei Radio congratulates the Grotto on 100 years of peace, prayer, and natural beauty. Experience the centennial celebration for the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto. This historic year kicks off with an outdoor mass in the plaza at noon on Sunday, September 17th with Servite Prior Provincial Eugene Smith as celebrant. Exceptional events will fill the centennial, including uplifting concerts, insightful presentations, liturgical remembrances, new exhibits, and the largest Christmas festival of lights ever. Keep up with everything happening throughout this incredible year on the community calendar at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or visit thegrotto.org. It's been 100 years in the making. Celebrate a century of peace, prayer, and natural beauty at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto, with Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Got a mild day ahead. Perf- pretty comfortable week to look forward to. Today, partly sunny skies bringing temperatures to the middle 70s this afternoon. Overnight, we're cooling down to 53 degrees. Yeah, it was chilly this morning coming outside. It was like, whoa, yeah. felt good, but yeah, a little, <laughs> it's little cool. cooler. Might need a little jacket in yeah. the mornings. Tomorrow, mostly sunny by the afternoon, 77 degrees. The same for Thursday. Could be in the low 80s by the weekend. Yeah, so, it looks like a really nice week Kind of a nice ahead. week. Mm-hmm. Currently 54 degrees. Holy Redeemer Church in Portland. And it is 52 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And every Saturday and Sunday morning on Mater Dei Radio, you hear his voice as the co-host of our Sunday Commentary Weekly Show. But today, Kevin Doran joins us to share with us his experience as a Catholic father and a young boy's adventure leader with Trail Life USA, Troop OR 5312. Kevin, it is always great to have you here at Mater Dei Radio. Good morning. Yes, great. Thank you. I'm looking forward to talking about trail life. I have a couple different lives, I guess, between the Sunday yes. commentary and trail life. Well, I tell you, ever since I've known you, since about 2005, your Catholic faith and going out and exploring the beauty of God's uh, creation has always been on the top of your list. So it's always bringing uh, the bridge of, of adventure and family. Tell us how you first learned about Trail Life USA and why did this really resonate for you and your family? Well, I've always been interested in the outdoors and having my family experience that. And the trail life itself was born out of the moral confusion of the Boy Scouts of America and ultimately was founded in 2013. So it's just about 10 years old. Uh, nationally, it now is up to 49,000 members across the United States, 1,000 troops in all 50 states. And uh, locally here, I'm the troop master of as you mentioned, 5312, we're out of uh, Beaverton, Oregon with the sisters, and we have about 29 members. And, uh, but really, that is really what called that outdoor call and that tying godly virtues together is, is quite an amazing uh, combination for boys and young men. Absolutely. Kevin Doran is with us. Trail Life USA Troop OR5312. They're locally right here in Beaverton, and there are troops all over the place, as you said. What's exciting is to see this partnership with the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. Tell us a little bit about having a chapter with a religious sisters group really helps the men, these young men, to connect their adventures, their families, and their faith. Yeah, I think really, you know, so much in our society today 
uh, does not have a, a Christian worldview. And so to be able to be chartered by the sisters is a wonderful experience. Just have the boys be able to talk and, get ex- and just to get exposure to the wonderful sisters at Our Lady of Peace. And then we also do things like we go and camp with the uh, monks down at the Brigitine Monastery and, and go to different uh, locations that have religious or we have bring priests for different outdoor masses. So just to be able to have that exposure with the boys to some form of religious life uh, is one aspect. Uh, I would also say that you know, having a troop with dads, we are so blessed with amazing dads in this troop who really want to live a strong Catholic faith in their daily lives. And so not only do we look to, say, the religious life, but a lot of the boys get exposed to a lot of the dads who are, who are serious mm-hmm. about joyfully living the Catholic faith. And that's a really powerful combination. Yeah. Yeah. I love to hear that, Kevin, and just to see, because I know I've come into the sisters on Tuesday nights when you guys have your meetings, and I love to see the dads and then these different age groups. How do the different age groups of these young guys, because you've got navigators and you've got adventurers, uh, tell us a little bit about the age groups and then how all the different the mentorship of b- both with the young men, but also as the fathers connect. Yes, yes. There's actually, so Trail Life is actually a, a K through 12 program, and the younger boys, they're actually called the Woodland Trails. They're the Woodland kind of, Trails. Okay. Yes, right. So they have three different patrols in the first through fifth grades, and, and those groups, they just focus on, you know, having fun and, and doing boy things and banging on things and getting dirty and all that. And so that's what they kind of focus on with different uh, branches of values and outdoor skills and, and hobbies and things like that. And then when you get into sixth through eighth grade, that's where you have the navigators. And they're more focused on, I would say, the 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 tactical skills of being uh, competent, trail skills and cooking and rope work and first aid. And then when they become ninth through 12th graders, that's when they start focusing on what does it take to be a Christian man in this world. And then they focus on emergency preparedness and and outdoor life and citizenship and things like that. And what we try and do, and it works to varying degrees, but we try and have the older boys then come and be present to the younger boys to teach them. Um, One of the ways we did that this past summer is um, our patron saint is Blessed Pere Giorgio Frazzati, and he was the um, always had that uh, saying, you know, uh, Versa el Alto, mm-hmm. to the heights. He loved to, he was a wonderful outdoor man. And uh, so we had a tag, or the Alto Games, where the older boys actually had a summer event for the younger boys, and we would go ahead and have them teach them skills and play games and things down at the monastery. So those are different ways. It, and, uh, you know, we, again, just sometimes being present and watching what the older boys do and say, hey, I want to do that too, mm-hmm. and can you teach me that? So it's a great, neat, uh, even though it's a wide age group, it's a neat way to see those different ages interact. Right, right. Yeah. Kevin Dorn with us with Trail Life USA. I want to direct you to their main website, which is traillifeusa.com. But also, when you go to the sisters' website, olpretreat.org, there's a Trail Life link. I only am the webmaster for that website. I don't know why that came out of my head. but And I noticed you redid that website. It looks really nice. Yeah, we put some new things on there. You can see some photos of the local group there because I think it's wonderful. You've got time that you promote all sorts of things with the adventures, the service projects. You mentioned campouts. Just Mm -hmm. give us a sense of some of the key highlights throughout a year that these young men will be going through as part of trail life. Yeah, a lot of, so I guess with the older boys, if you start with them, 
um, they basically, since they are, are, are boy-led, uh, they actually figure out what topics they want to bring into the, just the troop meetings. Um, and that's included uh, making pumpkin chuckers one, one fall, <laughs> things like that, you know. Um, but their, their activities focus on maybe going, you know, again, camping different places. We've gone uh, clamming before. Uh, we've gone, you know, snowshoeing up on Mount Hood. So very much an outdoor uh, thing that way. The younger boys tend to stay a little closer into, into uh, town, do a lot of hikes, go a lot of visiting a lot of places. And so that's where we keep them busy. And then again, just bring in our, our faith as we enjoy those outdoor activities. So I have a very important question for you. Yeah. Can you teach me how to build a proper campfire? Oh, so you know, that's really interesting. We can. And in fact, I have, I'm setting a goal actually this year nice. for the boys to actually become a matchless fire starting uh, yeah. How about that? And so we are working on uh, flint and steel and char cloth this year. So that's actually, you come by and we're going to have, we're going to have to teach you how to build a fire and <laughs> without matches. You're going old school. Oh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. See, I've always, I, I mean, can I build a fire? Probably, but I don't know if it's like the correct way to build a fire. So right, that's, right. that's that's what I need to know. There are better ways to do those things. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's oh, awesome. my goodness. I love it. Well, Kevin, for our listeners, families who have young young men, well, actually, K through 12, you've got young boys, young men who would like to participate in the, and the dads want to participate. Yeah. How do they get a hold of you to look at participating in Trail Life? Really, the two websites are the best ways. So Trail Life USA has a big link that says Find a Troop. And you just plug in Beaverton, Oregon, and you'll see our troop there. And there's a connect connect button that way. Um, or through Our Lady Peace, you can use their website or just give them a call directly and uh, make sure that uh, they can pass on the information. So either way would be a great way to do that. Okay, we'd love to have them join you and all of the troop, Oregon Troop 5312. Thanks so much, Kevin Doran. Love to have you with us. And we'll be listening to some Sunday commentary over the weekend. Yes, please do. God bless. It is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you have a little time today and you maybe find yourself just kind of scrolling social media, why not take a stop over at materdayradio.com. Let's find out all of the things that are going on here at Mater Day Radio. We've got some great ta- uh, tabs on the top of the page. You can read about our fall share that is coming up, the Hail Mary media app. You'll also find information on the St. Joseph Salem fire relief fund that is going on right now too you can also access everything from the web page on the hail mary media app you can download that app today it's absolutely free there's not pesky ads that are going to get in the way while you're trying to pray the rosary or any of our wonderful other podcasts you can listen to you can just have great resources of our catholic faith tradition It is on the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today and again, more information at matradayradio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. When Jesus delivered his great sermon, it was no surprise it was on a mount. 
for his message was all about a mountaintop experience of the blessings of God. The Sermon on the Mount beautifully expresses God's hope that we elevate our lives to that of love. For God blesses us when we rise up with the spirit of detachment from the earthly possessions that can blind us to life around us. Our Father embraces, blesses, and lifts us up when we show compassion and mercy towards one another, especially in times of suffering. As we seek justice and peace among those around us, we will be raised up as true children of God. And when we are persecuted and rejected for God's laws, we should show great joy, for we will be lifted up into the kingdom of heaven. This has been Michael Gisandi with a bit of Catholic encouragement. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio when the First Lady catches COVID-19. Oh. Yeah, we'll have that detail for you in the news. And summer vacation is stretched for another day. Evergreen and Cameron School District teachers remain on strike. How long will it continue before the state of Washington orders them back to the classroom? Mm. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Scott Movahill and Joy. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I just want to bring a little joy, make a happy noise. I can't hold the weight of the world, but I can carry a tune to rejoice in the rain, smile in the face of pain. Oh, life's no easy game, but I choose to bring a little joy. For some it's getting worse They'll tell you what you don't deserve With lines that they've rehearsed Brothers, we are patient And in the rocky ground we work My hammer is a chorus And my shovel is a verse I just want to bring a little joy
I just got Mulva Hill and Joy. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Evergreen Public School announced on Labor Day that schools will be closed again on Tuesday as educators continue their strike. The school district provided the update to families Monday afternoon after negotiations continued over the weekend. Teachers in the school district went on strike August 30th, which would have been the first day of school. Evergreen is one of two school districts in Clark County to have the start of the school year delayed. Camas School district teachers went on strike on August 28th when classes were supposed to begin. There were no bargaining sessions for them through the weekend, but both sides were back at the table Monday morning. Battleground schools have averted a strike for the time being. The school districts have said the school days missed because of strikes will need to be made up during or at the end of the school year to maintain the state mandated minimum of 180 days of instruction. In Washington state, it is illegal for public employees, including teachers, to go on strike. Judges have ruled against teachers' strike in the past, but rarely impose any penalties. Hmm. So your son's still Still out of school. We were waiting around yesterday afternoon and uh, about... Yeah, 10 minutes to 4 o'clock. We were expecting something at 4 o'clock. The email came. He said, no school tomorrow. Okay. So, you know, a lot of schools start today. Exactly. So if you are out and about getting ready to leave, watch out for those school buses. That's right. They're all in force today. A little more crowded on the roadways. Well, as COVID-19 cases continue to climb across the country, the White House reports that the First Lady, Jill Biden, has tested positive for the virus. Following the announcement of the First Lady's condition, the White House announced that President Joe Biden tested negative for COVID-19 Monday evening and that he will be tested at a regular cadence this week and monitored for symptoms. First Lady's current bout with the virus, her second after she and President Biden caught it in 2022, comes as the U.S. sees a national surge in cases. Last week, cases were up 19 percent across the country with hospitalizations rising. Now, some companies and universities are reinstating mask mandates as a result of the uptick due to new variants. A new booster shot for the COVID-19 vaccinations is due this fall. Now, they're saying it's up 19 percent, but it could be more than that because people just aren't reporting it anymore. Sure. And and, and nobody's done that for a while. I've got a stack of home tests that I'm pretty sure aren't good anymore yeah so i don't even know if people are like going to buy home tests just to see if they have it or they're just like yeah i got something and i'll just stay home till i feel better do those tests expire yeah i think they they were only good for initially like six months oh okay and then they expired and then they stretched it a little bit more they found that they continued to work but i mean all of those are probably years old now just because time's passed. I, I saw some in the store. They're not cheap. And they're not. No. no. We were getting them for free. Yeah. We were I a little know. spoiled. Yeah, I think so. Catholics from across Asia traveled to Mongolia to attend the country's first ever papal mass with Pope Francis on Sunday. While papal masses on the Pope's other international trips can draw hundreds of thousands of people, the mass in the Mongolian capital only had an estimated 
2,000 in attendance, presenting a rare opportunity to personally meet the Pope for attendees. Catholics from South Korea, Vietnam, the Philippines, Russia, China, even Hong Kong attended the Mass in the sports arena, according to the Vatican. Among the crowd were Catholics from mainland China, including underground Catholics who risked retribution from their government to attend the Mass with the Pope. At the end of the Mass, Pope Francis called Cardinal-elect Stephen Chow, the Bishop of Hong Kong, and Cardinal Jean Han, Hong Kong's Bishop Emeritus, to his side as he shared a special message for Chinese Catholics. Pope Francis said that he wanted to say a warm greeting to the noble Chinese people. To all the people, I wish the best and go forward. Always progress. I ask Chinese Catholics to be good Christians and good citizens, he added. Well, mark your calendar for Tuesday, October 17th. That is the date of the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization, Camp Howard, Champions of Faith Dinner at the Oregon Convention Center. This year's keynote speaker is local Hall of Fame golfing champion Laura Tennant. Her and her family have participated in CYO programs for years. She knows the importance of the benefit dinner and how it raises money for CYO's scholarship program. As athletic director at Cathedral, I saw that firsthand. Uh And there was never a question. Any child, any family that wanted to participate no questions asked. They were able to participate, and it's a great scholarship program. So that is such an integral part of CYO. Every child, every family can have their child participate. This is the 12th annual Champions of Faith Benefit Dinner. So if you'd like to be a sponsor of the event or purchase a ticket, you can go to CYO's website at cyocamphoward.org. First responders and lifeguards rescued two kids and four adults who were swept out by a rip current at Cannon Beach over the weekend. Lifeguards were patrolling the beach when they saw the group of people get swept out at Chapman Point near the northern part of the beach. A lifeguard entered the water while another requested help from the Cannon Beach Rural Fire Protection District. A U.S. Coast Guard helicopter was also requested and two jet skis deployed. The lifeguards, the two jet skis, and three surfers were able to bring all six people safely back to shore. According to Cannon Beach lifeguards, the six people and rescuers were medically evaluated. One lifeguard was treated for a minor injury. The rescue was one of six emergency calls that crews responded to that day. Cannon Beach lifeguards asked beachgoers to be careful and release the following safety tips. David, mm-hmm. do not turn your back to the waves. Yep. Do not play on or near logs that are in the water. Keep an eye on the rising tide and do not go deeper than your thighs when yeah. you are in the water. Even that high, uh, you think about that, just a couple of feet higher yeah. when a wave comes in, it'll it'll knock, knock you off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize, I haven't been to Cannon Beach in a while, I didn't realize they had lifeguards. They've got yeah, lifeguards. good to know. It's good yeah, to know for sure. Absolutely. In sports, there was one college football game last night to wrap up the full week of contests. Duke shocked ninth-ranked Clemson 28-7. Credit the Blue Devils' defense. Tigers had four drives in the red zone and came away with no points. Pac-12 conference off to a great start. It has yet to lose a game. And in many cases, the games haven't even been close. 
The new college football national rankings will be out later today, so we will see how Washington, Oregon, and Oregon State fare. All three teams were ranked in the top 25 heading into the season. Kind of ironic and kind of sad, obviously, that the Pac-12 is off to such a great start, and this is this is it for this, them. And this is probably it for the Pac-12 hmm. conference. Uh, NFL, by the way, the regular season kicks off on Thursday with the Detroit Lions at the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. While many recognize Mother Teresa's name, few know that she didn't always have that name. In fact, she was born with a different name. St. Teresa of Calcutta was born in Albania with the name Anjez, which is translated to English as Agnes. Hmm. Agnes. Yeah. She was baptized the day after her birth with that name and kept it until she became a religious sister. In 1928, Anjez joined the Sisters of Loreto at Loreto Abbey in Ireland. After her novitiate, she made her first vows on May 24th, 1931, and was given the choice of which religious name she wanted. Throughout her life, Agnes was attracted to the life of St. Therese of Lisieux, a French Carmelite nun who was named the patron saint of missionaries. She felt drawn to her little way and chose the Spanish spelling of Teresa. Mm. It's quite evident that she remained close to St. Therese, as can be seen by quotes that the little that the Society of the Little Flowers shares on their website. And you know this quote, too. Mother Teresa said, in this life, we cannot do great things. We can only do small things with great love. Mm. Amen to that. Yeah. Today is her feast day. Wonderful. You know, the thing about Mother Teresa, who I love, is that she, you know, all people know her, all faiths. Exactly. What, no, whatever, everybody knows Mother Teresa. It's just she's one of those people that whose works of mercy and charity, you know, cross all boundaries. She was the poorest, too. She yeah. owned nothing. She owned nothing, mm-hmm. and she changed the world. Yeah. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Thursday at 5.30 p.m. is Catholic in Recovery Meetings for Women at Our Lady of the Lake Parish in Lake Oswego. The community at Our Lady of the Lake invites women to recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachment as they discuss recovery topics and pray. The Catholic in Recovery Meetings take place in the Parish Center's second floor library. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, you're going to hear the importance of intercessory prayers. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, in praying the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. To learn more about discerning your vocation, please visit archdpdxvocations.org. That's archdpdxvocations.org. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It is 744 at Mater Day Radio. It looks like it'll be a really pleasant day today. Mostly sunny skies later, high of 74 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low down to 53, and then sunny for Wednesday, high of 77. It kind of creeps up, you know, a degree or two right on through the weekend. Saturday looks like it's topping out at 82 and sunny. Going to be a nice weekend mm-hmm. for sure. Currently, it is a chilly 51 degrees at Our Lady of LeBaine Catholic Church in Happy Valley. And even chillier at the St. Thomas More Newman Center in Eugene, where it is 45. Whoa, that is chilly. While sometimes when there are big troubles, it doesn't seem like enough, our first inclination is to run to prayer. That is what Catholics are asked to do. And mothers for their children, we are often praying for many things, for many saints in history who also prayed for their children. Joining me today to tell us more about it is our good friend, Julie Andurko. Her show is Your Next Mission from God that you hear right here at Mater Day Radio. And she's joining me this morning to talk about the value and the importance of intercessory prayer. Good morning, Julie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. It's my pleasure to be here. Prayer is a big arrow in our quiver. I mean, we have to turn to that constantly, even when it feels like it's not enough. Prayer, though, going to our Lord with our intentions, that's everything. That's the first step in any endeavor. It sure is, especially when we're praying for family members or people that we deeply love and we care about them. We have a heart that prays and uh, uh, mother's hearts, uh, parents' hearts. When you have the heart for prayer and it's felt, you know that our Lord, Mother Mary and the saints, they hear us and they act on our prayers. Julian Durko joining us today to talk about the importance of intercessory prayer. And if you were to 
take on a special prayer intention. You would not be alone. Many saints had very long lists of prayers too. Julie, we were talking today as we were preparing for this, your grandmother. I was sharing you the exciting news of my own step into grandmotherhood. It feels like the list of mothers and grandmothers. It's a long list because there's so many things that children go through in raising them, their young adult years, maybe rebellious years. There's a lot to pray for. And again, mothers, you're not alone in praying for your children. And sometimes the kids make wrong decisions and we've got to help get them back on track. And again, there are saints that went through very difficult things with their own children. Tell us more. Well, when you when you bring it up that way, I think of St. Monica uh, and, and two in praying. Monica was most concerned about her son's salvation as parents. That's what we should most be concerned with. Okay. And we can pray for a lot of temporal things. Yeah, we need temporal things. We need a job or things like that. But really, when it comes down to it, this is a, a, a short time on the earth. Ultimately, an eternity is most important. You know, like before we get into St. Monica, I'll just I'll just um, mention Zaley. You know, she had four children that she buried and people would would say things like, oh, you shouldn't have had those children. It was too painful. But her response was so insightful. She would say, I can't stand that talk because it's better that they're with me forever. They exist forever. I would go through any pain to have them forever. And so it is that way with our children, not to lose sight, because our world is so cluttered with this and that and everything else that we're supposed to have, and which happened to Monica. Her son got distracted by the, the cares of the world. And he, Augustine, he was not just we always hear about him with his sexual sin and he just couldn't break away from it you know lord give me chastity but not yet and all that kind of business mm-hmm. but the truth is he was really rotten he mistreated his mother he was very cruel to her and that is that is what christian love is you pray even though someone is cruel to you you pray anyway because a mother's love or a christian's love when you have the heart of Christ, you can't help but love, right? It grows in us. And she was very, very persistent. She cared about his soul. I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't give birth to any children to see them lost. Exactly. I, I didn't, you know, and that's the conversation that I've always had with the Lord. Like, I did not have these children to lose them. <laughs> you know, it's the truth. And so she didn't either. And she prayed for many, many years. But some of the things that he did that might make someone might make somebody give up is not only the length of time, but how far gone he was and how cruel he was. And so for instance, uh, he goes off to school when he's a young man, he comes back, he's a Manichaeism thing, he's left the faith, he brings home a, a live-in girlfriend and a, an illegitimate grandson, and, he, and she brings him into the house. She's still got children, his siblings are younger, he's got a brother and sister. And she has to kick him out because he's contaminating her children left to raise. So Mm. she took this job like, you can't do that. Then she has this dream that she's very much a part of his conversion. She doesn't know what it means. And so she brings him back in. But I have a feeling with some with some boundaries, like you can't talk to your brother and sister about the faith and take it away from them. If you and your girlfriend and 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 your son want to come and live with anyway, it's a story. But 
So she, this dysfunction, we all go through it. It's, it's our society and it's been with human history forever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he decides it's not good enough living in Thagast. He's got to go to Rome and he wants to go there. So they got to get on a ship. They go to a port city. She convinces him to take her or she thinks he does. But he leaves her at a, a chapel, a chapel of St. Cyprian. And he says, you know what, mom? When the wind is right, we're going to sail. I'll come back and get you in the morning and then we'll sail, all of us. And so she's happy to be there in the in the chapel because he knows she's religious. She's going to want to pray. He's going to want to go rebel rouse and not have her around probably. But anyway, no, he sails in the night and okay. she's there in the morning and he's he's gone. She's alone in a port city. Hmm. I mean, it takes her a while to get her wits about her, you know. And so she finally gets on a boat. She's going to go follow after him. And you have to get a merchant boat because, you know, there weren't passengers and it's not easy. So she gets and she gets on a ship to go to sail and there's a horrible storm. And what I think is beautiful about this, it shows when you're a person of prayer is that she's a woman alone. She's on this merchant ship. It looks like it's going to sink. She knows it's not because she knows she's got her mission. She knows she's going to make it. And the faith, the crew come to her, this middle-aged woman all alone we're coming to you because when the chips are down you go to the person you know praise that's it they and so anyway they make it she gets there he's already gone so she's got to go after him in milan anyway it's a it's a story you know but it takes it takes 17 years for augustine to finally have his his conversion and she's so persistent so she knows that bishop ambrose in milan could go toe to toe with him. Like there's nobody who's smart enough to handle him and debate him and win and win over his heart. But he's got other things is going on. You know, he's got persecution actually he's dealing with from the local government and she gets involved with that. And it's a big, so she's just after this Bishop. So finally he's like, I'm done with you. We hear this really lovely saying, you know, the son with the mother of such tears, you know, he's, her prayers are going to be answered. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember how it goes. It's not quite like that. He sends her away and tells her your son's going to be saved because of your tears, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so she's kind of harshly reprimanded, but she's so overjoyed because now the bishop has told her her son will be saved. Amen. So now she grabs onto that. And anyway, he does come around. They, and she lives to see it, which is sometimes we don't live to see it. Sometimes exactly. we're going to go on, uh, you know, and and we're going to be praying from from purgatory or heaven for our for our loved ones. Um, we don't always get to see it, but she did. And and when you read his confessions, his heart is different. He's not selfish. He loves his mother. The transformation is unbelievable. Okay, Saint Columbert said that the longer you pray, expect the bigger answer to prayer because all she asked for was con- was for him not to live a sinful life, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get married, but she sees him become a bishop. All she asked for was that he not be a Manichae, a Manichaeism guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know the name of someone who practiced Manichaeism, but she yes. wanted him to come to the faith. And he not only comes to the faith, he becomes a champion of the faith. Exactly. One of the, you know, the, the, one of the most influential um, Catholics in history. You know, she wants these little things she prayed for, but because she waited 17 years, she gets 
far more than she ever expected. Mm. And that's what St. Columbert told us. You know, the longer you pray, the harder you pray, the more you sacrifice, the more you fast, the more you do, the harsher the treatment that she was treated badly. But that was just one little example. He was just not a nice guy and to his mother especially. And uh, the more you do, expect a bigger reward. So if it's been years or you're on your deathbed and that that sister, that that son, that daughter, whoever it is, and they're still wayward and they're selfish and they're caught up in drugs or whatever it is, don't lose heart. Be like Monica, because when the Lord answers your prayer, he's going to answer it um, more than what you asked the longer you wait. I just love that St. Columbert shared that with us. You know, and that's just such a perfect example, Julie, of perseverance. Don't ever stop. It's never in vain. No. It's always heard. No. God it's always hears a prayer, especially a prayer of mothers with broken hearts. But yeah. yes, yes. Continue, and, continue. Yes, yes. And even when Jesus seems silent or or he's chastised you or something like the Phoenician woman who came to him and she's not an Israelite and she wants him to cure her daughter. And he's like, you know. No, I came for the, the children of Israel. Remember mm-hmm. that rebuke? And then she goes, well, the, the children, you know, he says, you know, and he actually calls her a dog. I mean, he's really off putting to her. And then she says, well, even the children, even the dogs get the scraps. Exactly. I'll take the scraps. And so she's persevering and he's just toying with her because he can't wait to give her what she wants and to show her faith. He's just, that's the way Jesus is. You know, if you feel like he's, like he's chastising you or making you wait or or being silent, not hearing you. It's just because he can't wait to give you what you asked for oh. and then some. And what we learn about ourselves, too, in perseverance yes. and continuing and praying and suffering. Right. Yes. Again, as you said, how great that reward will be. Julie, it is. I could talk to you all day about this. Uh, it's a wonderful story and your knowledge is just fantastic. And we always pray to our saints, especially to mothers. St. Monica, what a beautiful saint and patronage we have in her. Julie, thank you so much for your time today. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you. And it is 7.56 at Mater Day Radio. Always great to hear from Julie. She has a wonderful pro- program here on Mater Day Radio. You can get a full program schedule on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Mater Day Radio and water levels running low in the Willamette brings a word of caution. Details in the news. And Pope Francis outlined his vision for the synod set to gather next month. He said it will not be political chatter. I'll tell you more about that coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Bravery was not met with a metanoia of heart or the emperor saying, I now see the wrongdoing in my actions. Trajan was so perturbed with Romulus's words that he ordered the same cruel treatment to follow upon the annoying Christian of the court. Romulus was immediately tortured and martyred at the hands of Emperor Trajan in the year 112. St. Romulus's story is one of the pain and suffering during the last moments of his life, but the beauty of his martyrdom and the countless other men and women cut down for their faith is the fact that their death ended the hold that man had on their lives. Martyr means witness in Greek, and St. Romulus definitely showed a witness of virtue by standing up for those being persecuted, even if the result wasn't in his favor. This doesn't dismiss the true suffering he faced, though. Romulus knew there was a danger in speaking out for his brothers and sisters in Christ. He knew about the persecutions. He saw firsthand the torment and physical pain they were being put through. He might have lived a very long and uneventful life if he would have kept his head down and remained silent. But he still chose to spoke the truth, as difficult as it was. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus tells the disciples, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The road to following Christ is difficult. Simple, but difficult. You and I can easily assess a situation and imagine what we would do if we were in the shoes of people like St. Romulus. Was there someone in your class or a coworker who was constantly harassed by others? Did you ever catch yourself watching the interaction and imagine what you would do if you had the opportunity to stand up for them? What held you back from speaking out right then and there? It's definitely easier said than done, and it's simple to step in, but by no means easy. Let us pray for the courage to speak out when our brothers and sisters are being persecuted and the strength to endure the cross in the name of Jesus Christ. St. Romulus of Rome, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. In his in-flight press conference returning from Mongolia on Monday, Pope Francis outlined his vision for the upcoming Synodal Assembly in October, which he said should be a prayerful exercise in dialogue, free from ideology, not full of political chatter like a television talk show. Pope Francis was heard of multiple questions about the Synod on Synodality from journalists traveling with him on the 10-hour flight from Ulaanbaatar to Rome on September 4th. In the Synod, there is no place for ideology, Pope Francis told the journalists. The Pope emphasized the unique spiritual dimension of the first global Synod on Synodality assembly taking place at the Vatican October 4th to the 28th. He said that he wants it to be a religious moment. 
He highlighted how the Synodal Assembly should have three to four minutes of silent prayer between discussions, noting that this prayerful atmosphere should be what distinguishes a Synodal Assembly from parliamentarianism. The National Weather Service has issued a low water alert for boaters navigating the Willamette River in the Portland area this week. Meteorologist Tyler Krantz with the Portland's National Weather Service office says that shallower areas of the river may present new hazards as river levels drop. He says boaters need to exercise caution because objects underwater like large rocks, tree trunks, Maybe even a sandbar could be exposed or just beneath the surface. Adding with water levels this low, that boulder could be very close to the surface, cause a boater to hit it. Now, low water advisories are issued for Portland when the Willamette River flood stage level sinks to one foot. Now, data shows that the Willamette River is expected to drop below this mark multiple times between now and September 11th. During this period, the river's waterline will be 18 feet lower than heights typically seen during a minor flood. So, yeah, if you're out boating on the Willamette, be very careful this week. A new movie weaves together the lives of two women experiencing self-doubt, but in the end, both women meet the challenge of their vocations despite their personal struggles. Mother Teresa and Me tells the story of Katvira, a young woman who finds herself with an unexpected pregnancy. Battling whether or not to get an abortion, she returns to her hometown in India, where her now very old nanny shares the story of a Mother Teresa's first days working in the streets of Calcutta. Learning how Mother Teresa faced many doubts after no longer being able to hear the voice of Jesus, Katvira is inspired. The film premieres at a special event in New York today on the International Day of Charity, which was established by the United Nations to commemorate the anniversary of the passing of St. Teresa of Calcutta. On October 5th, the movie will be released in 800 theaters across the United States. The film was entirely financed by donations, allowing all proceeds to be distributed to the poor instead of having to repay outstanding costs with the money generated by ticket sales. Well, you may want to forego that second donut before boarding, at <laughs> least at least if you're flying Korean Air and its carrier partners. Starting last week, the country's law requires its airlines to weigh passengers and their carry-on luggage at least every five years. Officials say the process is crucial for safety of flight operations, claiming the average weight plays a role in determining aircraft weight distribution and enhancing flight safety. Now, according to media reports, Korean Air passengers will be asked to step on scales with their carry-on items at each boarding gate. Now, the data collected anonymously will then be utilized for survey purposes and doesn't mean overweight passengers will need to pay more. Passengers who prefer to opt out of the process can communicate their decision to the boarding staff. Other countries have also weighed passengers in the past. Now, air carriers in the U.S. have yet to do so. 
Uh, we're going to need you to step on the scale over here. I would be like if, at the doctor's office where the, when they weigh you, you know, when you uh-huh. go in. I would say, can I take everything off first? T- take I my get, shoes get off, off because those my, few yeah, ounces will make a difference. That's right. I want to be as light as possible. <laughs> I opt to pass. And you could just do a visual estimation, please. <laughs> that would be right. I don't know what to think about that. If you're walking through, yeah, you're going to have to step on get the on, scales step over, over here. here. Like getting, yeah. like getting t- taken yeah. to secondary, like, uh, you know, sir. Oh, man. India's moon rover has completed its walk on the lunar surface and been put into sleep mode less than two weeks after its historic landing near the lunar south pole, India's space mission said. The rover completes its assignment. It is now safely parked and set into sleep mode. With daylight on that part of the moon coming to an end, the Indian Space Research Organization said in a statement late Saturday. The rover payloads are turned off. The data is collected, has been transmitted to Earth via the lander, the statement said. The Chandrayaan-3 lander and rover were expected to operate for one lunar day, which is equal to 14 days on Earth. In a statement from the team, it said currently the battery is fully charged. The solar panel is oriented to receive the light at the next sunrise, expected September 22nd. The receiver is kept on, hoping for a successful awakening for another set of assignments, they said. There was no word on the outcome of the rover searches for signs of frozen water on the lunar surface that could help future astronaut missions as a potential sh- source of drinking water or to make rocket fuel. It was interesting. After our show on Friday, I went into sleep mode the entire weekend. <laughs> it was lovely. It, you recharged your batteries? I, I, did, I did indeed. <laughs> uh, in sports, the sixth-ranked University of Portland men's soccer team held the Utah Valley Wolverines' scoreless cruise to a 6 to nothing shutout victory yesterday improving their record to 3-0 and overall. It's the first time they've started 3-0 and since 1997. Pilots have scored 13 goals through three games. That's impressive. Their highest goal total through three contests since 1999. Pilots will hit the road for a challenging match against the West Virginia Mountaineers. Two teams play in Morgantown on Saturday, 10 a.m. Uh, you can check pilot, portlandpilots.com for live stats and video options. It's become a cliche of Western culture to say, I'm no Mother Teresa. It's usually said in response to some extraordinary act of charity expressing a person's belief that they could never do such a thing. Oddly enough, St. Teresa of Calcutta would completely agree with that statement, not wanting people to be exactly like her, but to accomplish God's unique will in their lives. Her beliefs are best expressed in this quotation where she said, What I can do, you cannot. What you can do, I cannot. But together we can do something beautiful for God. It expresses the idea that each person has a unique place in this world and that very few people should sell all their things and move to Calcutta to serve the poor. In fact, Mother Teresa would advise against such a mass exodus from the world. Instead, Mother Teresa encouraged people to find your own Calcutta. Stay where you are, find your own Calcutta, find the sick, the suffering, and the lonely right where you are, in your own homes and in your own families, in homes and in your workplaces and in your schools. You can find Calcutta all over the world if you have eyes to see. 
This concept does not absolve us from helping the poor, but instead it challenges us to examine ourselves and our place in this world. Each of us have unique gifts and talents that are to be used for the benefit of the community. We may not be called to tend the wounds of the sick and homeless on a daily basis, but we are called to exercise Christian charity in each individual situation. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Saturday is the annual National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Children Memorials. All are invited to observe this National Day when Americans will honor more than 64 million precious children who have been victims of abortion. Solemn prayer services will be held simultaneously at memorial sites around the country in the Archdiocese of Portland, 730 at Our Lady of the Lake Church's Memorial to the Unborn, 730 St. Paul Cemetery in Silverton, 1 o'clock St. Mary's Catholic Church uh, Parish Center in Eugene. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, it's always wonderful when we get a chance to visit with Leonardo Filippis of St. Luke Productions. We're going to do that right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Matre Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotion. I'm deeply saddened by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift of the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Dei Radio. Here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
And it is 8.13 at Mater Day Radio. Going to see mostly sunny skies today. High of 74 degrees. Clear overnight tonight. Low of 53. And then sunny again for Wednesday with a high of 77. Currently 52 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Camas. And 46 degrees at Regis St. Mary Schools in Staten. Well, set this into your mind. August 13th, 1993, World Youth Day. 3,000 young people from all over the world filled the Paramount Theater to watch Maximilian, the Saint of Auschwitz. Joining us this morning to tell us about that incredible event and in those 30 years, how lives have been transformed and how Leonardo has been able to bring to life to thousands of people the life of St. Maximilian Colby, whose feast day we just celebrated on August 14th. Good, our good friend Leonardo De Filippis, executive director at St. Luke Productions, joining us today. Good morning, Leonardo. Thanks so much, and congratulations on an incredible anniversary. Well, God, uh, God bless you both, Brenda and David. And uh, no, it's wonderful to be back on the radio. And uh, thank you very much. Yeah, that has been quite an achievement. I can't believe it's all in God's hands, of course. But to be able to say that we did that 30 years ago. Hard to believe, and um, that was a momentous uh, occasion, of course, when we were at uh, in Denver, and I'm sure some of your listeners, some of them were there, but uh, it was a long time ago. You were you were a young girl there, Brenda, back in those days. <laughs> well, back in those days, uh, the, the email that I got from St. Luke Productions has a picture of you, uh, a younger version of you as the, the wonderful St. Maximilian Colby. And now, and uh, let me just say, you hardly changed at all to uh, Leonardo. Was that the first time that you had performed Maximil- Maximilian? Was that kind of set up for World Youth Day? Or was that just a, a newer play that you had that you were invited to uh, perform for those attendees? No, that was our official opening. In fact, which is uh, very interesting, connected to, you know, we modern day radio was called KBBM back then in those days. Uh, but what happened was that we had to raise money in order to just go to World Youth Day. So we did a kind of a preview rehearsal. Uh, I think it was at St. Therese Parish and uh, KBBM, modern day radio at that time, helped us raise the money so that we had to pay uh, to be a part of World Youth Day for all the different theatrical things we had to do. So, in fact, there is a connection with the radio station, how they helped us do that. And then that was the official opening. So it was the first time I'd ever truly got through all the lines uh, for the first time in, in that theater. And imagine there was I didn't have a microphone. I did this. For, it's, it's like being in the Civic Auditorium with just using my voice or the Keller Auditorium, they call it now. But I, I did was it mic'd. I had a, a just a mic on the floor, so uh, it's uh, it was a pretty pretty scary moment. But to come out there, be it was exhilarating to have three thousand young people from all over the world, people from Poland, everywhere, uh, to see that performance. So it was uh, a momentous occasion, and uh, many many little miracles have happened since then. That's how you had to go back to your theater roots and project, right? You had to project on the stage. Exactly. And you know, those days, my early days, uh, we didn't have microphones. Uh, I was used to projecting because of my Shakespearean background right. in, in those early right. days. So it was, yeah, so I had to really project to be Maximilian and to be the Nazis and all the good and the bad. Right. Uh, so it was, uh, it was quite, a, 
quite an occasion. And uh, yeah, when I got beat up, there's a part in the scene where I actually get beat up by the the Nazis. Uh, they knocked me down, and I actually threw my whole by accident. Maybe I threw my whole body. You know, I was flying through the air, right? And I came right on my star. I almost passed out. But anyway, I came back to life, and uh, the, the play continued. You know, I got I don't know of all the times I've talked with you, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question and I was just thinking about it in in you performing St. Maximilian. So, in the preparation of the performance, how do you prepare behind the scenes, behind the stage? I mean, to get ready to give this performance, what is your preparation like? Well, you have to kind of refocus yourself, just like you, uh, any performer or, uh, you know, like even in, in a sports, sporting event, you have to get your mind calmed down. You have to focus. Uh, you have to kind of, because uh, there's a lots of uh, fears, so to speak. You, you could mess this up. You could mess that up. Right. I hope I start with the right lines. But I think on a spiritual level, I have to kind of enter into a, a realm of, of asking God, that I be a vessel, that I can actually speak. And it's interesting you ask that, David, because what, you know, there's a, uh, you know, the saying of the Jesuits is for the greater glory of God. And uh, I think Maximilian, for the greatest glory of God. And so I would sometimes just say that, you know, uh, this, this performance right now, whoever it's for, if it's for the poor, for the rich, if it's for a college, if it's for a theater, I, I, you know, everyone deserves the, the, the best I could give them, you know. So it was a, yeah, that's how I would normally prepare. Uh, obviously, you have to get rid of all the distractions because there's lots of distractions if the setup didn't go well or something happened. Right. You know, there's always an emergency. But in most cases, you, you want to ground yourself uh, in, a, in a spiritual mode so you can go out there. Uh, you know, and do it properly. Do you, do you ask for the intercession of the saint who you're performing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You ask Maximilian, and even as you're doing it, even as you're performing, you're surrendering, you have to stay focused, of course, because I'm going to do the good and the bad, evil and good. But you feel sometimes the presence of Maximilian. Uh, you also feel the presence of Our Lady. Uh, so you, you, you will have these little touches, you know, uh, of light, and uh, but you have to stay focused. But I do, yeah. Maximilian has become very close to me. Yeah, uh, you know, in terms of I wish I, he was a genius in organization. Uh, uh, I wish I was like him in that way. But I'm still yeah. working on that. <laughs> but but I mean, spiritually, he is a powerhouse. He is as Max, as John Paul II, Saint John Paul II would say, he's one of the great saints, of, one of the greatest saints of the modern era. Mm. So, uh, you know, so I think I feel I sense that. And, uh, you know, I've had so many incredible experiences in performing it, you know, not just that opening at World Youth Day, which was a massive kind of uh, experience because many people were turned away. A matter of fact, a priest, he was shoving all his kids into the thing. And all of a sudden the fire marshals just locked the door and wouldn't let the priest in. I can remember that. <laughs> so the priest is banging on the door. They won't let him be a, you know, he's the chaperone for his own kids. They wouldn't let him oh, in. Oh, boy. So Thanks. anyway. Incredible. Leonardo Filippis joining us today. Looking back on 30 years of the play, Maximilian, a saint of Auschwitz. So 
Leonardo, the first play that I ever experienced from St. Luke Productions was Maximilian Coldley. I remember it very well, watching it at St. Joseph's Church. Uh, Now, for people who've never seen it before, they actually do have the ability to watch it in movie form right now. Tell our listeners about how they can do that. Well, you can go to our website, uh, stlukeproductions.com, and you can find out all the different places it's it's playing now. We're trying, you know, it's on, obviously it's on now, it's on, you can watch it on Formed if you want, which is the Catholic versions of a Netflix, basically. And then if it's in your parish, and then you can actually watch it on Amazon, or you can Tubi, or all these different kind of programs. So go to our, our you know, stlukeproductions.com, become familiar with what, what we're doing, and, and you can watch it there. We're trying to get it you know, uh, into the secular world as well into the religious world, because you never know who is going to bump into that particular, uh, you know, uh, video, the, the the film of it, film version. And uh, because it's it's not a Hollywood approach, obviously, it's a right. kind of a record of the play, but the spirit of it is very strong, the message is strong, and it could touch a heart. So who knows what it'll do. So please, yeah, I encourage people to see it. Well, fantastic. And then we just have a a moment left. I know Tolton is making its round again throughout the United States and going to be swinging back through the Pacific Northwest. Tell our listeners where they might be able to catch that and maybe how they can have that play uh, at their parish. Well, it is going to come back to the area. It'll be in the Seattle Archdiocese, just above the river from Portland. It'll be at uh, St. Joseph's. We've never done it. Uh, Tolton there before. It'll go to Seton Catholic High School, so we're trying to reach the young with this incredible message of uh, Father Tolton, and then we're going to, of course, be up uh, farther north, um, you know, in in the Seattle Archdiocese. But you can, you know, contact the St. Luke Productions, get more information, uh, you know, to do that, and, uh, you know, so that we can keep spreading, because it's a great reflection, as you mentioned, you saw it many years ago, but it's a great reflection to see it again and try to encourage us and, and cement our relationship with the saints again, you know, uh, which is uh, powerful. I mean, even now I have a, in front of me, I have the relic of St. Augustine. Imagine that, Saint, the actual bone of St. Augustine that a priest gave me because today's his feast, of mm. course, and I have performed that for 33 years. Oh, so that's incredible. Another, that's enough. A lot of anniversaries, but oh, please, I ask. Oh, Leonardo, we could talk all day long. What you do is just really incredible, and here at Mater Day Radio, we are so proud to be able to partner with you and get the word out so people can see these incredible lives of the saints. Leonardo, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Oh, God bless you both, and God bless all, you, uh, all the listeners of Mater Day Radio. God love you. And it is 824 at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you're on our mailing list, you probably by now have received our 2023 Fall share letter in the mail. The theme this year, Be Changed. A beautiful theme. It's going to be focusing on the Eucharist. Fall share mark these dates down, October 9th through the 13th, so a little over a month away for our Fall share You can learn more or make a gift now to our matching fund. Just go to our website. You can find it at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is selling tickets to its annual Great Hour of Caring fundraising event this fall. At 8 a.m. on September 21st, Hundreds of CCS supporters will gather for a delicious, hour-long breakfast at Venue 252. Hardworking leaders and inspiring clients will update guests on the essential charitable services CCS provided this past year, celebrate its seven decades serving the Lane County community, and share exciting news about the organization's future. The Great Hour of Caring is CCS's largest fundraiser of the year, and seating will be limited. Buy your ticket online today to become a part of the caring. Visit ccslc.org slash ghc2023 to reserve your seat and support a crucial nonprofit in the Eugene Springfield area. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Learn more by calling 541-345-3628. That's 541-345-3628. I am Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest and the host of Live With Passion, My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Some are morning people. (sighs) Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 827 and Mater Day Radio. Well, CYO preparing for its important benefit dinner. We'll tell you about it next. And summer vacation is stretched for another day as Evergreen and Camas School District teachers remain on strike. I'll have an update for you coming up in three minutes. This is Dana Catherine now with Capable. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You are the life in me. You are the air I breathe. You're keeping me alive, even when I'm running
That is Dana Catherine and Capable. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour, Evergreen Public Schools announced on Labor Day that schools will be closed again on Tuesday as educators continue their strike. The school district provided the update to families Monday afternoon after negotiations continued over the weekend. Teachers in the school district went on strike on August 30th, which would have been the first day of school. Evergreen, one of two school districts in Clark County to have the start of school year delayed. Camas school district teachers went on strike August 28th when classes were supposed to begin. There were no bargaining sessions through the weekend for the Camas school district, but both sides were back at the table Monday morning. And battleground schools have averted the strike for the time being. The school districts have said the school days missed because of strikes will need to be made up during or at the end of the school year to maintain the state mandated minimum of 180 days of instruction. In Washington state, it is illegal for public employees including teachers, to go on strike. Judges have ruled against teacher strikes in the past, but rarely impose any penalties. So uh, how does your son feel about all of this? Uh, you know what? He actually is like, I'm ready to go back to school. Yeah. He is. Even for you know a senior, he wants to have that senior year oh, begin. Yeah. Wants to see his friends again. So he's, he's ready. Uh, yeah. I would be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, as COVID-19 cases continue to climb across the country, the White House reports that the First Lady, Jill Biden, is tested positive for the virus. Following the announcement of the First Lady's condition, the White House announced that President Joe Biden tested negative for COVID-19 Monday evening and that he will be tested at a regular cadence this week and monitored for symptoms. First Lady's current bout with the virus her second after she and President Biden caught it in 2022 comes as the U.S. sees a national surge in cases. Last week, cases were up 19 percent across the country, with hospitalizations rising as well. Some companies and universities are reinstating mask mandates as a result of the uptick due to the virus. Now, a new booster shot for the COVID-19 vaccinations is due this fall. I think last week they were saying hopefully by the middle of this month, but yeah, I'm not sure yet if that's going to happen. Catholics from across Asia traveled to Mongolia to attend the country's first ever papal mass with Pope Francis on Sunday. While papal masses on the Pope's other international trips can draw hundreds of thousands of people, the mass in the Mongolian capital of Ulaanbaatar only had an estimated 2,000 in attendance, presenting a rare opportunity to personally meet the Pope for attendees. Catholics from South Korea, Vietnam, the Philippines, even Russia and China attended the Mass in the sports arena, according to the Vatican. Among the crowd were Catholics from mainland China, including underground Catholics who risk retribution from their government to attend the Mass with the Pope. At the end of Mass, Pope Francis called Cardinal-elect Stephen Chow, the Bishop of Hong Kong, and Cardinal John Han, Hong Kong's Bishop Emeritus, to his side as he shared a special message for Chinese Catholics. Pope Francis said that he wanted to send a warm greeting to the noble Chinese people, to all the people I wish the best and go forward, always progress. I ask Catholic Chinese to be good Christians 
and good citizens, he added. How do you get to be a reporter on the Pope's plane? I don't know, but I feel like we need to uh, give our press credentials yeah. to somebody to get us on that trip. I wonder if that's a, if, if, if you get on the trip as a press person, is that a free flight? You just get to hop on and uh, away you go. Could be. All right. That, sign me up. I'd like to do that. <laughs> Well, mark your calendar for Tuesday, October 17th. That is the date of the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization Camp Howard Champions of Faith Dinner at the Oregon Convention Center. This year's keynote speaker is local Hall of Fame golfing champion Laura Tennant. Her and her family have participated in CYO programs for years. She knows the importance of the benefit dinner and how it raises money for CYO's scholarship program. As athletic director at Cathedral, I saw that firsthand. And there was never a question. Any child, any family that wanted to participate, no questions asked. They were able to participate, and it's a great scholarship program. So that is such an integral part of CYO. Every child, every family can have their child participate. And this is the 12th Annual Champions of Faith Benefit Dinner. If you would like to be a sponsor of the event or purchase a ticket, you can go to CYO's website at cyocamphoward.org. First responders and lifeguards rescued two kids and four adults who were swept out by a rip current at Cannon Beach on Saturday. Lifeguards were patrolling the beach when they saw the group of people swept out at Chapman Point near the northern part of the beach. A lifeguard entered the water while another requested help from the Cannon Beach Rural Fire Protection District and Seaside Fire and Rescue Surf Rescue Teams. A U.S. Coast Guard helicopter was requested and two jet skis deployed. The lifeguards, the two jet skis, and three surfers were able to bring all six people safely back to shore, according to Cannon Beach lifeguards. The six people and rescuers were medically evaluated. One lifeguard was treated for a minor injury, Cannon Beach lifeguards said. The rescue was one of six emergency calls that crews responded to that day, Cannon Beach lifeguard asset beachgoers be extra careful and release the following safety tips. They said, don't turn your back to waves. Do not play on or near logs that are in the water. Keep an eye on the rising tide. Do not go any deeper than your thighs when you are in the water. And in sports, there was one college football game last night to wrap up the full week of contest. Duke shocked ninth-ranked Clemson 28-7. to Credit the Blue Devils' defense. The Tigers had four drives in the red zone, came away with no points. Pac-12 Conference off to a great start. It has yet to lose, and in many cases, the games haven't even been close. New college football national rankings will be out later today, so we'll see how Washington, Oregon, and Oregon State fare. All three teams were ranked in the top 25 heading into the season. And the NFL regular season kicks off on Thursday with the Detroit Lions at the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. While many recognize Mother Teresa's name, few know that she didn't always have that name. In fact, she was born with a different name. St. Teresa was born in Albania with the name Anges, which is translated in English as Agnes. She was baptized the day after her birth with that name and kept it until she became a religious sister. 
1928, Anges joined these Sisters of Laredo at Laredo Abbey in Ireland. After her novitiate, she made her first vows on May 24, 1931, and was given the choice of which religious name she wanted. Throughout her life, Agnes was attracted to the life of St. Therese of Lisieux, a French Carmelite nun who was named the patron saint of missionaries. She felt drawn to her little way and chose the Spanish spelling of Therese, Teresa. It's quite evident that she remained close to St. Therese, as can be seen by quote of the Society of the Little Flower that they share on their website. Mother Teresa said, in this life, we cannot do great things. We can only do small things with great love. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at 9 a.m. is the Mount Angel Abbey Gathering of Christian in the World series on politics and love. Learning from Shakespeare, join Father Stephen Rowan for an exploration of the wisdom of Shakespeare for our times. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, here we are in the month of September getting started. So we're going to go through the September calendar. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Varinder Malhi is co-owner of the Curry Pizza Company in Fresno, California, and he started running a special promotion offering a free pizza pie to any group of four or more. There's one catch, however. The group must give up their smartphones to the waitstaff, who then secure them in a locker. Malhi first got the idea when he saw the benefits of turning off his phone during family meals at home. If patrons can make it through their meal without asking to check their phones, they are entitled to one free pizza, which they can eat themselves or donate to the homeless. Malhi told Your Central Valley News, We make 40 to 50 pizzas for the homeless every other week from each of our locations. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. 
There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at matradayradio.com. Well, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day today. Sunny skies, probably highs right around 72 degrees. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 51. And then sunny again tomorrow, even warmer. High is 75. And then kind of just temperature just keeps rising right on through Saturday when it's 81 degrees. Currently, it is 56 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 57 degrees at St. John the Apostle Church in Oregon City. To the last, to the drop, last, the last the second last, cup of the morning blend with David and Brenda. It is a Monday around wow, here. That was even cool. though it's on Tuesday. <laughs> Let's do that again. These technical difficulties, sometimes they come out of nowhere. I don't always understand that. When things are working perfectly fine all along and then yeah, something goes yeah, wrong. So yeah. it's a little weird here this morning, but nonetheless, we're here. You know what it is? It's because when uh, Mondays can be difficult, but when Monday falls on a Tuesday, oh, look out! Watch out! That's of course, it. we celebrated the Labor Day weekend. Did you have a nice weekend? I did have a nice weekend. It was uh, both of my daughters' birthdays uh, this, this past weekend. They, oh, really? They're, 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 their days fall one day apart from each other. It's kind of interesting how that worked out. We didn't plan it that way. It's just the way it worked out. And were you so, kind uh, of feeling like when the second daughter came along, when it was yes. getting close, were you wondering, could it be the same day? Oh, yeah. Were you kind of hoping that we, she'd wait a little bit so they would yes. both have their own day? We we were happy that that occurred because it would have been, that would have been really interesting if they would have both ended up being born on the same day, but one day apart. They're not the same age, but one day, one day apart. So, uh, yeah, so it was a birthday weekend for us, so it was very nice, and uh, it was a little, Saturday was warm. It was a warm weekend, on, or Saturday was a warm day, but then Sunday and Monday, yeah, pretty pretty cool yesterday, in fact. Went out for a little walk, and it was like I had to put on a long sleeve tee. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was chilly. Uh, I was out and about, like I said. I was at the baptism at St. Stephen's at the opening of the show. What a wonderful church. And went to visit some friends. Uh, their son uh, left for, actually today, in fact, uh, for boot camp. Oh, really? Christian's best friend. Wow. Yeah, he's in the Armed Forces, uh, Air Force. Something started yesterday overnight. Then today they get one last moment with him before he flies out today. So just really wish Anna. Andrew well and oh I pray for my best friend Jill it's a mama's heart's oh, kind of sure. broken today but Where, where's his boot camp Texas Texas okay I nice. believe wait, I think that's where he is or maybe his training schools in Texas right uh one or the other or both something like that so anyways that's what we did over the weekend too and of course everybody yeah enjoy that long Labor Day weekend oh yeah very nice so it's already the 5th of September many kids are back to school today maybe listening to the morning blend maybe we're sleeping in through the summer months but now you're back to your regular school routine and uh, so if you're listening now now, uh, have a great day at school, yeah. kids. So from here on out, uh, the rest of the schools get started. So full steam ahead with this new school year. And uh, we mentioned this before, driving today, be very alert because there could be students out and about walking, catching the bus, and you could see more school buses on the road today as well. So uh, certainly uh, make sure you uh, 
um, do all the rules when it comes to school buses, the blinking lights, the little stop sign that comes out. You got to make sure you handle that right. And uh, yeah, so just be aware. Okay, so uh, looking ahead to the month and when school gets back into session, it does feel like between September, then we've got Halloween and All Souls Day at the end of October, November, Thanksgiving, and then it's Christmas before we know it. These next few, there's a lot going on. This rolls right through. It It rolls right through. So we want to just pause for a moment today and give the month of September a a little bit of an applause. David, your favorite month of the year. I love September for a lot of different reasons. It's just a great time of the year. But of course, it's football and tennis, uh, U.S. Open. By the way, I didn't talk about the U.S. Open. Some great matches over the weekend and a couple today as well. So uh, yeah, just a wonderful time of year. And you said, well, we, uh, I'll go back a moment. We've been celebrating all throughout the day today the life of Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Today is her feast day. But just this week, so David, you said you had a birthday week and your daughter's birthday. If you move to the end of this week, the 8th of September, it's another big birthday party. Oh, it is. It's the birthday of Blessed Virgin Mary. Yes, it is. <gasps> How fun is that? Wow. I wonder uh, if we get to have birthday cake. It's a Friday. Many people still observe the the fast from meat, and so mm-hmm. they have fish. I wonder if it's because it's Mary's birthday if we get to celebrate it uh, in a fine fashion. Oh, yeah. Well, I would hope so. so I would hope uh, so, too. That's the 8th. That is the 8th. On the 8th. Okay. On Friday. Right. Now, a new holiday that's really beginning to pick up steam, and I know Pope Francis often talks about this, too, on September 10th. It is Grandparents' Day. Oh, it is. I like this wow. day very much. I didn't Another know that. day yeah. I get to celebrate in the in the calendar. Yeah, that's but it's right. Grandparents' Day. So if you have grandparents that are living, give them a call, go for a visit. I think the only thing grandparents want on Grandparent Day is your time. Mm-hmm. Time with their grandchildren. Uh, let them take them for a walk. Let them take them for ice cream. Let them get them sugared up and hyped up. And then we'll hand <laughs> and them back. Them back. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hand them back. No, my, my folks as grandparents to my children, I mean, they, I've mentioned this before, what a joy it always was for them to come up to Grandparents Day at my daughter's schools. Oh, yes. They just enjoyed that so much not only there was typically a mass associated with it but then they just got to be at school have lunch with them and look at some of their projects sit in on the classrooms and just it was always such a wonderful day for them they look forward to that every year another uh wonderful feast day and in fact recently i just uh talked with Terry Ross because he had a special episode for a celebration this month on the 14th of September the exaltation of the Holy Cross. Yeah. So this is a wonderful story. And in fact, I'll get some information ready as we move to that day. This day celebrates the finding of the true cross. Julian Durka, who we spoke with today, mm-hmm. she's got an incredible story about how the cross was found. So she is going to share that with us, too, about why the feast day is in September and how we have come to know today the relics of the true cross of Christ. How was it found? It was found. It was an incredible story. And she'll go into it more when okay. I have this interview ready. But basically was uh, the the place where Christ was crucified 
was the place where many people were crucified. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until many years later that St. Helena did the whole, you know, trip and pilgrimage out to the Holy Land to find these relics. And there was a shrine of some kind that was posted there to commemorate this place. But what they found was what they believed to be the true cross uh, and several pieces is they had a person who was suffering from an ailment Mm. and touched the different pieces. And when it came to the true cross, they were immediately healed. Wow. And that's how they found the true relic of the cross of Christ. Mm. It's a good story. So stay tuned. That'll be coming up in the coming weeks, that full story too. And then we cannot get through the month without uh, looking at a couple of days, the 23rd, St. Pio. St. Padre Pio, his date is coming up. And then on the 29th, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, or Raphael, no matter how you want to say it, it is the feast day of the archangels. Yeah. How much fun is that? That's a great one. You know, uh, that's right before my birthday too. I was going to say that for the last. You got a big birthday coming up here, too. (laughs) I do. Uh, We're going to have birthday cake for sure on your birthday. Uh, I hope so. I love that, Deborah, though. She always gives us a choice on our birthdays. She's like, all right, kids, your birthday's coming up. What do you want to have on your birthday? And uh, we always come up with our favorite uh, sweet treat, and then we share it. Uh, Curtis, our bookkeeper, he had his birthday earlier this month. And he's not here. He's in Florida, of course. Uh, but we had treats for his birthday oh, here in the station. They were good. They were very good stuff. Hey, hey I got to ask you about Father Padre Pio, too, because what, when is his movie coming out? Remember that, the movie? Oh, well, I think that, didn't that one come did out Did it come out already? Yeah, did it really? I, I never saw it. I'm going to have to double check that. It. That's yeah. the one with who's the actor? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, is that out? Most certainly did. Okay. I'll yeah, double I'm check. Sorry I missed that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll find out more yeah. about that. So again, lots to happen in the month of September and a great movie that you can watch also. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. And it is 8.52 at Mater Day Radio. One of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Quick and easy, just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation, couple forms, good to go, and a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on the website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? 
Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.54 at Mater Day Radio. Going to see mostly sunny skies today, high of 74 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 53, and then sunny again for Wednesday, even a little warmer, 77, 78 degrees on Thursday. It is currently 57 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here's Father Kevin McGoldrick. Oh God, you are my God. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. God, you are my God. For you I long. For you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting. Oh God, you are my God. For you I long. For you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting. Sins of the world, Lamb of God, you take.
muscles Thirsting is thirsting is thirsting Who got you are my God For you I long For you my souls Thirsting is thirsting is thirsting Who got you are my God For you I long For you my souls Thirsting is thirsting is thirsting Who got you are my God For you I long My soul is And that is Father Kevin McGoldrick. Oh God, you are my God. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, that is going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on uh, Tuesday, which seems like a Monday, but it is a Tuesday. So uh, appreciate you tuning in, David and Brenda, with you. That means tomorrow's already Wednesday. Already Wednesday. Look at that. Just it's flying right through the week. These four-day work weeks. Yeah, it works out well. So anyway, yeah, thanks for joining us. It's going to be a, a nice week ahead. I did no yard work this weekend. Good for you. So I'm going to probably have to pay for it this week at some point. All right. Yeah. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. It is Monday. That means Living Stones coming up this evening with Deacon Harold Brick Sivers and Ken Hellenius. We have a great day of programming till then. We hope you have a very blessed Tuesday.